You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's keep the Super Bowl conversation going. Pleased to be joined by Eddie Royal, the former wide receiver, play for the Broncos, Chargers, and Bears. Eddie, thanks for taking the time. Let's focus on your specialty. How do you see the comparative talent and skill set of the Patriots wide receiver slash tight end with Gronk coming out of the concussion protocol and what Philadelphia has to offer at that position? You know what? When I look at it, it's actually pretty even. You know, uh, you got the speed guy and Brandon Cooks over there with the Patriots, who's a big play threat. Then you look on the other side of it, it's a different kind of big play threat. And Alshon Jeffries, not as fast, but a big target who can make those big plays as we saw last week uh, with that big touchdown pass uh, for the Eagles. Um, and then the tight ends, I mean, you got to give the edge to Gronk, of course, but there are two threats on third down who can get you those key uh, first downs and move the chains. And then you just sprinkle in the other guys. You got Nelson Aguilar, who's a big play threat. Finally living Uh, up to the hype that came with being a number one pick, a first-round pick, you know? Exactly, and I love what he's doing, and I love the way that they're getting him involved with the offense. I think they're doing a lot better job of that. Uh, And and then you got Chris Hogan on the other side. So it's, it's pretty evenly matched, if you ask me. Alshon Jeffries, you had an opportunity to at least know him, right, and play a little bit with him. It seems as if the Bears threw him away. Let's just call it that. Because if you watch how he's playing right now, it's totally different than what he did uh, when he had the opportunity to be with the Bears. Give me your take on how much he meant to this offense, being a deep threat in the intermediate passes and catching the ball and, and getting the yards after the catch. Yeah, I, th- I think he brings that veteran-type presence that kind of, I mean, also with Torrey Smith, I mean, those guys have been in a league, which could have helped Nelson Aguilar out a lot. You know, they could have showed him the way to be a professional in this league, and so maybe that's what's given him the boost. But I love the way that, that they're getting Alshon involved, especially uh, with the shorter passes and then open it up with the big plays. Because, I trust me, I play with Alshon, and I've never seen a better jump ball player in my life. Just his ball. All skills are amazing, and I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl because I know he's going to have one of those big plays. Eddie, as you make the transition from catching touchdown passes to scoring verbal touchdowns in our business, are you blown away by the notion that Tom Brady somehow, someway gets better as he gets older? It, it is mind-blowing just because it's natural to get get to kind of slow down a little bit as you get older i mean i i'm not even that old but i i feel the changes in my body so right. it's just like he seems like he's getting better you know but you watch him and he doesn't move around a lot he kind of sits there in a the pocket they do a great job of protecting him and he's just throwing a football and so he's very accurate and he gets the ball out quickly so he's not taking a lot of hits other than when the jacksonville jaguars played him in the first half and they got a lot of hits on him and i think that's kind of what philly has to do to have success against them. Yeah, and I mean, the, the thing that you see with Tom Brady is is he try to find ways to get better in other parts of his game. And all of a sudden, before you know it, it's like his game is truly complete from top to bottom. But let's talk about the quarterback on the other side, Nick Foles. I mean, come on, man. He starts off in Philly, goes to Kansas City, comes back to Philly, and he's playing in the Super Bowl against the Golden, and so many would say, in Tom Brady. Give me your take on what you see in him as far as a receiver is concerned and how he's been able to move the ball around. Well, early on when he first got in there, it was a little bit shaky. Uh, I think the chemistry wasn't really there. 
but this team is so close and they gelled so much it, they kind of put in you could tell they put in the work in practice to kind of make it better and and you could tell that the last few games Nick has really stepped up and I think what Philly should do in my opinion is get out there get him a couple completions early short passes get his confidence up high uh, and just so he can kind of forget that he's playing against Tom Brady right. because if you think about it too much it'll kind of it'll kind of intimidate you yep. and hopefully that doesn't happen with him Eddie Royals our guest on the NFL on TuneIn you talked about the importance of putting pressure on Tom Brady Giants did it twice part of their winning equation in those Super Bowl victories Denver did it a couple years ago AFC title game Jacksonville had them on the ropes but unfortunately they got conservative with the play calling how much confidence do you have that Philadelphia can make it a long afternoon for Brady on Super Bowl Sunday I think it'll be a similar game uh, because the defenses are, are pretty similar with the Eagles and Jacksonville with those crazy good defensive fronts those defensive lines you don't really have to blitz to get pressure and that's amazing when you can do that in the NFL so then you can have more men back there in coverage to try to stop Brady that way but I think the recipe to, to beat them is hit Brady and hit Gronk. And so you got to try to intimidate their intimidator. And if you can do that, then I think you'll have a chance of stopping them. You, when you look back at the Super Bowls, I saw that happen at Denver with Seattle. When, when Cam Chancellor came down and hit Demarius Thomas, it changed the whole game. And so when you can intimidate the biggest, baddest guy that you have on your team, then it kind of – it shocks the whole team. There's a shock value to it. And Jacksonville did that. They just didn't play aggressive enough in the second half. I mean, you, you mentioned something I think that everyone tried to do. Uh, and the team that I think did it best was last year when Seattle went on the road to play against New England. And they had all the big guys on defense healthy. They had uh, from Richard Sherman, uh, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. And they held Rob Gronkowski to what? Maybe under 70 yards or so. Don't you think it's more of teams have to be prepared to play for 62 and a half, 65 minutes as opposed to just 60 minutes? Because this cliche conversation all the time of hit him hard, play for 60 minutes. You got to play every play like it's your last. We'll, we'll, but for some reason, they have an extra gear. Yeah, and they know that it's going to come down to the end. They prepare for it. I played for Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Situational football is everything to them. So they understand the importance of getting points right before the before the half and then trying to get the ball and, and score again to try to get a 14-point swing. It's the little things that they do better than you. That's why they beat you. They don't have better players. They just, they're very disciplined and, and they know how to execute their game plan. And so you do have to play 62 minutes. You have to be prepared to do that and you saw it with Jacksonville Jacksonville didn't do that Jacksonville should have won that game but they didn't come out in the second half ready to play and New England did Eddie Royals our guest as we continue the countdown to kick off for the Super Bowl here in Minnesota your reference playing for Josh McDaniels how do you think he's going to do second stint as a head coach in Indy there was a perception and you can speak to this you were in the locker room maybe he wasn't fully ready the first time he had the head coaching opportunity in Denver I think as far as X's and O's, he was ready. He was far beyond his years. I mean, he was a young coach when he got that job. X's and O's, he knew everything. The game plan, the preparation, I was more prepared playing under him than I had been in previous years or, or ever in my career. I'd never seen anything like it. That's why we started out the year 6-0. and I mean, guys were shocked. We knew what the defense was doing before they did it. And who was your quarterback then, too? We Tim had... We had <laughs> 
Tim Tebow. It was Tebow at one point, but at that at point. At one point. At <laughs> that small moment known as Tebow mania. Okay. We had Kyle Orton, mm. and Kyle Orton was out there. He was there. a man. He was nice. Yeah, he was a very accurate very nice. uh, passer of the ball and executed the game plan. Didn't try to do too much. Did what Josh asked him to do, and that got us out to six, six games in, uh, winning streak in a row. And so I think he'll manage people better, better uh, in, in the next go around. I think that's kind of what it was. It wasn't the X's and O's. He just didn't do a great job of managing that locker room. Is that listening? Is that communication? What's involved there? It's a little bit of everything. Getting to know your, your players, getting to uh, treat them like human beings, you know, instead of like you got to get to know the guys, the different personalities, joke around with them a little bit, show them that you're human. And Josh is a good guy. He's a funny guy, and I think he'll do a better job of that out there with, with Andrew Luck. He has a great quarterback, and so that that's number one. You start with a great quarterback, then you have a chance for success. Well, I mean, being that he was young way back when, how many years ago that was? Maybe five, six years or so? Longer than that. Long, almost longer than that. Uh, and I think now he's probably matured. And you and you mentioned a couple of things of being able to, to be more outward towards his players and not keep everything inside because he's learning from Bill Belichick, and he's a stickler of doing everything so well, obviously. But the system, because you're talking about a system. Uh, when it comes down to what he did as far as play calling was concerned, the X's and O's, and seeing a Kyle Orton play as well as he was playing until he got injured. Then Tim Tebow comes in. You guys beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're in Denver. When you talk about the system, does the system matter most, or is it the player that's in the system that matters most? Because that's how great they're playing right now with Tom Brady and the other players on that team. Well, you look at New England, it's the system, you know, because those guys are coming in and out. You got Welker, you got Amendola, you got you got Edelman. Those guys are changing in and out. You got Brandon Cooks. At one point, it was Randy Just Moss. New Orleans, yeah. You know, and, and so it, it's the system, and you got to be disciplined within the system, and you got to have a quarterback who knows his reads, who can get rid of the ball accurately and quickly, and then you'll have success. And, and along with Josh, the thing that impressed me the most, it wasn't just offensively that he knew everything. It was defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, 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 everything that he knew as far as if we do the little things, we'll win. Everything he said before the game, if we accomplish those things, we won every game. Yeah, it sounds like as if it's more of a thing of, even with Bill Belichick, when you run cover three, you run cover two, you play two man, it's the why factor of what they're trying to accomplish. And it sounds as if you're saying Josh McDaniel was ahead of the curve in a sense of in those cover threes, he knew what routes to call. In those cover threes, he knew the pass and maybe the check to the run play if they were rocking down to a certain side of the field. So is that what you're alluding to far as he knew what you were trying to do before you actually called it because he understood the principles of cover two, cover three, and man coverage? Exactly. And, and when you watch the tape and you break it down, you're, you're in the film room after the game you know exactly where the ball should go. So you know if the quarterback made a mistake or not. You were that informed. He educated you that much in the offense that everybody knew two men that the slot is probably supposed to get the ball. So it was little things like that 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 get that made our football knowledge better, that helped us become better football players and, and play better than we probably should have been playing. Daddy, let's wrap it up with the big picture. What do you think Sunday's game might come down to? Who do you like when we get to Super Bowl Sunday? I say it comes down to the last drive of the game. Tom Brady trying to go down and win the game against a, a tough Philadelphia defense, and I actually think they'll come up with a stop. Whoa! Yeah, I, I think they'll Calling come up the with upset. a stop, and, and I think Philly wins it. Uh, I, I like Philly a lot. I like this team, how, how they play like a family, and I, I think they'll come up with a big stop to win the game. Nice. 
We'll see how it plays out. We get to the game on Sunday. Thanks so much for stopping by. Great to see you today on the NFL on TuneIn. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.